Welcome to the Mom to Mom podcast. Our hope is that this monthly podcast will provide both encouragement and practical help as you move forward in raising the next righteous generation. Thank you so much for listening. We are so excited to be back officially with our Mom to Mom podcast through Orange Crest Community Church. I know Erica and I are both very excited. Uh, we just want to um, thank you for joining us today that you're here. And I just want to share a little bit about who we are that we'll be talking today on the podcast. Uh, my name is Jen Andrew, and I'm the Mom to Mom Ministry Coordinator. I have three boys, ages four through eight, and I've been married for almost 13 years. And I just love getting to invest in the moms at OCC and beyond, for those of you who are listening beyond OCC. Uh, Erica Delarosa is also joining us today as we relaunch our podcast. Erica has three kids as well, ranging in age from 11 to 17. And her husband, Josh, is the pastor at OCC. I am so excited, Jen. This is like almost, I feel like we should have a celebration. and um, A little party. <laughs> yes, a little party. Maybe pull out the chocolate. Um, <laughs> I will admit I had a little piece of chocolate as we were starting because I felt so excited. To celebrate it. <laughs> it is. Too. We, we've had a long break for our listeners who haven't been on for a while. We've had a long break and we're really excited to be getting back to this. Mm-hmm. The topic for today uh, is actually loneliness, and we really want to focus on how loneliness can come in various seasons. We specifically thought after coming out of COVID, this was a need and something that we've heard voiced in our community as well as other communities and something that we can all identify with. And, and so we just really wanted to give a little bit of perspective and encouragement in this area. So Eric and I will be having a conversation about this on the podcast together. And we're glad that you can join us in this time. And I was just going to add, I feel like loneliness is something women deal with anyways, in general. And then on top of the season that we're coming out of, I think it's just really a relevant topic for moms and women, too. So I'm excited Mm -hmm. about talking about this. Me, too. Me, too. I mean, I can relate over the last, well, all of my life, but specifically over these last few years, I can definitely pinpoint some seasons of loneliness. So... Mm -hmm. We're going to jump right in, and one of the first things we want to talk about is what makes us feel lonely. So, Erica, what are what are some things that have made you feel lonely? Well, I think um, one of the big things for me is being busy, mm. just really um, doing life and all the responsibilities that come my way as a mom. Um, I think other things that make me feel lonely are transitions, whenever my children transition from mm. developmental stages or my friends transition. Mm. That's always a big time to feel lonely. Yeah. Um, another time I feel lonely is just feeling misunderstood. Um, sometimes it's because people just haven't been through what I've been through and mm. so they can't understand what I'm going yeah. through. And and then just one personal one for me is just um, being a pastor's wife. Um, mm. Sometimes people don't understand what that looks like mm. and most leaders are sometimes lonely. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're a leader in any capacity, sometimes you might feel lonely. Yeah. I can relate to that. There have been seasons where you're you're doing life and it's so busy, like you were saying, that you don't oftentimes get time with friends and people that are doing life alongside you. You're kind of all running in the same direction, but alongside each other, not with each other. So I can relate to that. I, I also feel like one area is when I feel like I'm the only one going through something. Um, and I feel like other people just can't relate. So, mm-hmm. you know, why would I share that anyways? I'm, I'm going to have to endure this alone, you know. 
Um, or when I don't have people to talk to when I'm going through something hard, or I'm maybe not willing to talk to you. I, I maybe have someone, but it's harder for me to, to share that with someone. So those are, those are just some areas that we wanted to share specifically for ourselves where we felt lonely because we feel like that gives just a really good perspective. Okay, where's, where does this come from? And this can maybe be something that our listeners can relate to, or maybe there's other areas that they can identify with that mm-hmm. make, make them feel lonely. So from there, we wanted to really just talk about the different seasons that we've felt loneliness as moms, specifically since this is a mom to mom podcast. So Erica, what are some seasons that you've really felt uh, lonely? Yes, well, like I said before, just uh, transition. So being in a different mm-hmm. life stage than my peers. So sometimes um, I've had, I've been in a life stage where my friends don't have kids or um, my friends are single. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, also, just recently, one of my good friends, ha- you know, she is empty nesting. So mm-hmm. she's done parenting. And so now she's in a different life stage. And then also um, with early childhood uh, sometimes my friends have younger children and mm. I have teenagers now almost I have an 11 year old but she's quickly transitioning into teenage <laughs> years so that also um, has made me feel lonely a little bit yeah. uh, I think another thing is just um, when um, when my friends like transition like maybe they have different responsibilities and um, they have different commitments like Maybe they've gone from being at home and now they're working full time mm-hmm. or they have a different um, responsibility um, in their life that they're um, maybe volunteering yeah. in, um, in, in church life or even working part time. Um, mm. Just uh, uh, another time that I've felt lonely is when I'm in crisis, mm. um, when my parents got a divorce or um, health challenges in our family or um, grief or loss. Um, sometimes I, um, sometimes I kind of self-inflict loneliness because I think that people don't truly get what I'm going through, mm. so I can't really explain it right. to them. Kind of like that I'm the only one mentality that we were mm-hmm. talking about. And what I hear you saying is a lot of, a lot of, this happens all the time. Like, loneliness is something that we deal with often. And it's not something that just comes out every so often. It's something that's there a lot. And I, I specifically remember feeling extremely lonely after having my first baby. And I was surrounded by community. Mm-hmm. But I remember getting home from the hospital, crying in the shower, and thinking, when is life going to feel normal again? I was crying to my mom saying that. Like, I just felt, like, so removed from life, you know, and so removed from what was happening around me. And so I can relate to those things. And, and I think, too, even in, in COVID, it was really hard because if I wasn't being intentional with reaching out to people I wasn't seeing people, mm-hmm. you know, and it was really easy to just focus on on me and how I was feeling and not always think about, hey, other people are going through this too. Mm-hmm. So f- moving on from that, I, I think that like what you're saying, one of our, our biggest things we're seeing is that these seasons are all over the place. Like mm-hmm. it is not something that we ever just come to a place where we're not lonely anymore. Like this mm-hmm. is going to be um, kind of like a roller coaster and it's emotions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so really, one of the things we want to talk through, knowing that that this is going to be an issue we have often, is what can we do when we feel lonely? So, what are what are some steps to take? Well, um, trial and error has brought me to <laughs> a few things that really help, and I have to remind myself almost every time I'm feeling lonely, <laughs> it doesn't come naturally. Um, but the first thing is to really um, turn to the Lord and ask for help. Mm. Now. Um, this is, it just seems like it's so like, you know, 
elementary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but I mean, it's definitely a, a, a big one for mm-hmm. me. Um, I would agree. I, when I was thinking through that, that was the first thing that popped into my mind too, because God, God can really, me re- like meet us where we're at. He can relate to these things mm-hmm. and he can help us get out of the wrong perspective and the wrong mindset where we're getting stuck. Because a lot of the times, like what we were sharing, the loneliness isn't coming from a place of reality of, I really am all alone. Mm-hmm. It's coming from a lot of enemy lies and, and a place where it's not, it's not true. Like we have people in our life that we can reach mm-hmm. out to. And, and actually that, you know, asking God for that perspective, like, why am I feeling lonely? Can you show me what, what is going on in my mm-hmm. life really is helpful because sometimes it is, you know, we, there are things that we can do mm-hmm. to pull ourselves out of loneliness, right. or there are some things that we've done to create loneliness and mm-hmm. isolation. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think that's definitely a first place to start. Yeah, I would agree. And I, I, had a conversation with someone recently that was sharing about some of the those struggles that they had had with loneliness and they just had shared that they just really started reaching out to people mm-hmm. and it was this huge turn in wow I went from feeling alone and like nobody cared to having this huge group of people that I could spend time with because they took initiative mm-hmm. and that was my next my next kind of thought on what you can do when you feel lonely is you can be intentional and reach out to others and take initiative yeah and I um I always think of when, well, when I reach out to others um, and I'm inviting them into my life, um, one of the things I'm trying to, to see is just where are they at? You know, mm-hmm. why, you know, it takes some discernment mm-hmm. to ask, um, to ask yourself, why, where are your friends in, in, in their life? Um, sometimes I try to join them in their flow of life. Um, and then sometimes I ask them to join me in mm-hmm. my flow. Um, so, you know, sometimes with the, with moms that have um, jobs, you know, sometimes they have to figure out like, a, a, you know, um, taking time at night to meet them for coffee or early in the morning mm-hmm. to go on a walk. Mm-hmm. Um, or other moms, I, I can invite them to a play date at my house right. or um, I can join them while they're taking care of their baby, right. bring them coffee right. and just, you know, have a good conversation with mm-hmm. them. So. So it does take some time um, and some thought, careful thought of how I can um, invite people to join my life. Well, what I hear you saying too is that you have to know them, obviously, like you have to know what their life looks like and what would most benefit them. And it often requires sacrifice because Mm -hmm. you're sacrificing maybe what your preferences are or when you would prefer to meet what would be easiest on your schedule to do what's best for them. So those are some really helpful things. So another thing that I find really helpful is to seek to practice the hard attitudes mm. when I'm feeling lonely. Um, so hard attitudes, um, for those of you that are not familiar with them, are just commitments that we make as a church mm. um, and to help us relate in a biblical way. And these, um, these commitments that we make really help us cultivate a healthy community. Mm. So some of the things that, um, that kind of are guiding principles for me is just to really look at putting the goals of interest of others above my own. Mm -hmm. So in conversation, I'm seeking to really know my friends. Mm -hmm. I'm seeking to ask good questions. I'm seeking to understand where my friends are in life. What are their challenges? How, how's she feeling, Mm -hmm. you know, in this new stage and how can I serve her? Mm -hmm. So that's one of the things. Um, The other heart attitude that um, was really helpful is just being open and honest, really sharing mm. 
what is going on in my own life yeah. and being vulnerable, not being afraid to let people in and let me let them know how I'm really feeling and how I'm really doing yeah. in life. Um, and then the other thing that's really helpful is giving and receiving scriptural correction. Mm. So in that, I'm just really asking, like, is my friend wanting to hear what I have to say? And can I mm. can I give gentle, kind input in right. her life? Right. Um, a lot of times that takes some discernment, too. You have to ask, are we in that uh, is our relationship at the point where I can share mm. with her honestly? Um, is she asking for my input? Mm-hmm. And it, and if she's not, then I can just be an encouragement and I can pray. Yeah. I can share scripture that God is helping me with. But I might I, I might still um, give her scripture uh, scriptural correction in a roundabout way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes we're not we're not at that point, so I just have to be really careful. Yeah. I don't want to overstep that, and I have overstepped before, so I'm really just cautious in that. Um, the other thing is to clear up relationships. Mm-hmm. That is so vital mm-hmm. in not feeling lonely because yeah. if you don't clear up relationships, you know people hurt you and so you can just write them off and then never talk to them again but then you burn bridges and you run out of people to talk to and so that is really important to to just share um honestly and and um clear seek to clear up relationships um when somebody offends you and then the other thing is if you notice there's some coldness there where there wasn't before Mm. reach out and ask, is there something that I have done that has offended you? Did I hurt your did I hurt you in any way? And I re- if if there is, can I can I make that right? Yeah. You know. I, I would never want to jeopardize our relationship. Right. And so just kind of putting that out there. Um, so I think those four hard attitudes really have been life-saving for me mm-hmm. as um as I've been um relating to people. I tend to be more um direct and you know Mm. sometimes I can be more um before I used to be more opinionated and I would Mm. quickly share what I thought but you know but everybody has a different place where they struggle and so just kind of trying to figure out how to um put those hard attitudes into place yeah and speaking from the perspective of someone who's been on the receiving end of a lot of those things it has been super beneficial and like I can even think of like you you mentioned giving and receiving scriptural correction that's never an easy one but I I can honestly say I have received scriptural correction and from you even and Mm -hmm. it's been so beneficial in my 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 patterns like things Mm -hmm. that were developing that weren't helpful that could have pushed me towards loneliness because if people aren't relating in a healthy way, people don't want to relate with you. And so Mm -hmm. those were things that were kind of blind spots in my life. And that's, again, the benefit of reaching out to people and having community. If you aren't in community deeply with people, they can't share openly with you. And then you don't know those things that have come up that Mm -hmm. maybe are pushing people away. Yeah. It's a good point. It's helpful to even ask for feedback. Like, is there something that I'm doing that is killing our relationship. Right. Relationship killers, yes, right? You know, just like there's blinders sometimes in our lives. And I honestly, you know, I feel like I think that when we've had to do the hard attitudes, mm-hmm. we have actually, um, we're, I feel like we're closer now. I agree. <laughs> so that really helps with intimacy and yes, friendship. Just does. being just being real with each other. There's so. a depth that you reach in being honest and open. Like you said, mm-hmm. live an honest and open life with people. 
because they really come to know you and see you and um, understand you in a way that they mm-hmm. didn't before. So I greatly appreciate mm-hmm. that. So another thing that, you know, that has really helped me with loneliness is to really become a hospitable person. Mm. And what that looks like is just really taking initiative. I have to assume that others are feeling lonely. Mm. And sometimes they are waiting for an invitation. Um, they might be overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. and, um, and they, Or they might not know where to start. Yeah. And so if I invite them, and you know, for coffee or for lunch or to meet them, it really helps. And then um, other times, you know, sometimes hospitable people are the people that are always being invited or they're the people that are always inviting other people. Mm-hmm. So they're always giving a lot of themselves because they're so hospitable. Right. It's like their, their gift. And so they never get, it's not ever mutual mm-hmm. and it doesn't get reciprocated. Right. And then that person burns out. Right. So you have to be careful and, you know, if you're hospitable, you know, just really being honest, like, hey, yeah. you know, I'm just really tired. Yeah. Can I come over to your house, yeah. you know? Can like, I myself yeah. <laughs> hey, why don't you cook me dinner? No, I'm just kidding. But, you know, sometimes, like, I can be the person always making the meal and inviting people. So if you're, if you're somebody that doesn't consider yourself hospitable, maybe look at, oh, you know, if I want to get time with that person, then, you know, invite them to dinner right. so well and I think when when you bring up hospitality too I think we often get this vision of I have to have the perfect home and mm-hmm. I have to have enough space and and there are seasons in life where hosp- where opening your home isn't as as much of an option but I know people that have made a meal and they're like hey I'm gonna bring dinner over to your house yeah and so there's ways to be hospitable without necessarily doing the whole come over to my space but there's a benefit in having people to your space, too, because you're opening up your life to them. So mm-hmm. I think that there's a time and place for all of it. True. And also not being perfect in your hospitality is mm. a very big thing because mm. everybody knows that whoever has been, not everybody, but whoever has been to my house knows that it doesn't always look perfect. There's piles, places. There's move the laundry over, sit down, and we'll talk, you know, yeah. as I'm doing laundry sometimes. I'm yeah. blending things. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely not the I would consider myself hospitable, but I'm more relaxed hospitable, not right. like formal hospitable. Yeah, I'm probably more formal hospitable. Yeah, but it works. Both of it works, <laughs> both right? Of it works, right? <laughs> and we're both able to have people over and, and mm-hmm. you know, share our lives with people. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I also wanted to ask what God has taught, taught you through your loneliness or what God's taught us through our loneliness. Mm-hmm. So if you'd like to share some of that, I'd love to hear that. Sure. So um, I immediately um, went to some key scriptures that mm-hmm. God has given me. Psalm 62, 5 says, Yes, my soul finds rest in God. My hope comes from him. Truly, he is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will not be shaken. My mm-hmm. salvation and my honor depend on God. He is my mighty rock, my refuge. Trust in him at all times, you people. Pour out your hearts to him, for God is our refuge. Mm-hmm. So this scripture has been through, you know, God has given this scripture to me even since I was in college. When I was in college and I was struggling with loneliness, it was, it might have been my friends had boyfriends or something, but I know that Mm. (laughs) this is a scripture that God gave me during, you know, you know, during times of loneliness. Uh, But when I feel like no one is available to me, I remember God is close at hand and he wants to, he wants me to pour out my heart to him. Mm. Um, and the other great thing about being lonely is just the dependency that comes yeah. from loneliness. Um, it creates an intimacy with with God 
that cannot be imitated when we are, um, when there are no people to turn to. Right. When I can call a girlfriend, mm. then I'm not going to, I might not readily pray. Right. So it's, it's so helpful in my spiritual life to be lonely. Yeah. Um, and when I turn to God, I'm, I'm actually a better friend to be around, mm. quite honestly. Sometimes yeah. it's been, I'm lonely because I'm having a relationship killer. And so... Mm. <laughs> Um, I'm needy, and so people don't want to be around me. <laughs> so, um, but but when I turn to the Lord first, then I can look to other people's needs, and I can be a better friend, right. hands down. God's meeting your needs, so then you can mm-hmm. meet the needs of others. Yes, and and then there's a then the, then people become a blessing, and then I can enjoy them. Right. So, um, another scripture that has been really helpful for me is Psalms forty two eleven, and says why. My soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. Mm. So praising God um, reminds me of the blessings that the Lord has given me in my life. Um, so it, it automatically turns my attitude around. Mm. I stop feeling, I stop breaking out the pity party yeah. and just like, oh, woe is me, I'm so alone. <laughs> but when I'm praising the Lord, I can really focus on, you know, on what he's done in my life. Mm-hmm. If I'm looking horizontally, I'm easily in di- disappointed. But when I focus on the Lord, um, I'm encouraged, mm-hmm. I'm comforted, and I have a lot of peace in my life. Yeah. So this this helps me really choose a quiet um, and um, content soul. Yeah. Um, and then the last scripture that God really um, pointed out to me was um, Psalm 139, 1 through 4, and 17 through 18. It says, You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you, you Lord, know it completely. How precious to me are your thoughts, God. How vast is the sum of them. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I awake, I am still with you. Mm. So the two um, principles that came stood out to me were that perfect intimacy is what we long for, but that can only be found in Christ. Mm. And the reason for that is because he alone understands me. He understands me completely. Those mm. scriptures say, that he understands me completely. He knows all of my ways. He's He made me, and he's familiar with me. Right. And so um, sometimes it is true. People can't understand what I'm going through because right. they are not walking in my shoes. Right. But the Lord, he knows everything, right. and I don't have to explain everything to yeah. him. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I'm not alone in my experience yeah. because he is always with me. It says, when I awake, I am still with you. Mm. He's always with me. So those things are just like key principles that I just continue to go back through yeah. throughout my whole life that has been yeah. the case. The reminders that, that God is unchanging, so mm-hmm. we always can rely on him. Like there's a there's a peace that comes mm-hmm. with that and just remembering that he's in control of our lives and he knows us better than anyone, like mm-hmm. you're saying. And so that dependency upon him that you mentioned, I, I can relate to that. And the times that I've been lonely for, for various reasons, whether it was from pain or from feeling like I was the only one in certain situations, mm-hmm. I can honestly say that those are the times that I've drawn closest to God because in my loneliness from people or feeling kind of secluded, like mm-hmm. I've been able to draw on strength from God. That's true because when you're feeling sick or mm-hmm. lonely, like 
when your health is not good, right. you you physically cannot join in. Yeah. So it's very isolating. Yeah. That, that's that been one of the most lonely seasons for me has mm-hmm. been physical pain because it, it's true. I, I have to, I guess, break commitments at times when the pain's mm-hmm. bad enough that I can't join in in life with people. Mm-hmm. And so that can easily be a very isolating feeling mm-hmm. and isolating experience. But again, that reminder, I was having a conversation with someone recently about this, like we'll experience complete healing in heaven mm-hmm. one day and just that that hope and that reminder yeah. but until that time I can be grateful for the good days and I mm-hmm. can remember on the bad days that I will have good mm-hmm. days and feel that I won't be left out of everything you know like there there's a season for everything so. and also moms feel left out when their kids are sick too yes like oh, 100% <laughs> they're just like you can't go out because your 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 child is sick and especially right now with yes. COVID oh my gosh we can't even like, you know, join in yes. if our kid has a, you know, sniffly nose, you know? know, so that's creating even more like I loneliness. <laughs> I know I was, I was out with my, with my boys today and one of my kids coughed because he was drinking a cold smoothie <laughs> and I felt like I had to say out loud, oh, are you, are you choking a little bit? Because I'm like, I know he's not sick, but there's yeah. this feeling. And I, I went through a good two year season of a lot of sickness with my kids when they were young and it was hard. Mm. I, I did not see friends and community for sometimes weeks on end because Mm -hmm. we were circulating between one sick kid, then another sick kid, then another sick kid. (laughs) And that's sometimes the hardships of having multiple kids or even just having littles, Mm -hmm. you know, in that season. Uh, Yeah. And then the other thing with, with young, with moms, with young babies, sometimes you get a screamer Yeah, and you can't take them in public. They're just screaming everywhere. You're like, Oh, if I bring this baby in public, everybody will be like, why is this baby screaming? So and, then, and so it's just a distraction, you know. Maybe it will. It might keep moms from going, you know, to an event or to to small group right. or you know right. even going to church because mm-hmm. they can't calm their child down because it's like their bat the the worst time of the day for their right. child. So that can be lonely as well. Right. So all of those are again more examples of of things that can create isolation, especially for moms. Like if for for young moms, you know. And so um, I, I just, I really want to focus on the fact of some of the things you said, Erica, that I think were so helpful and that how, how we really do experience great richness in loneliness when we rely on God and uh, how he can really meet our needs in a mm-hmm. way that no one else can. Yeah. Um, I just, I, one last thing I think to, to add is just when you are in loneliness, another way to reach out is to ask for prayer. Mm. I am so encouraged by the moms that send out SOS texts. Yeah. <laughs> Help me. <laughs> I need prayer. You know, I I love it. I think it's just so helpful. It's it's, you know, it's just really showing that you want to be connected yeah. even though you're isolated. Right. Even though you can't join in, right. you still want to be connected. Right. So, like a message in a bottle, you know. And it's being honest and open. Yeah, in exactly. A way that people wouldn't necessarily know what was going on with you. So, mm-hmm. I agree. That's so helpful. And then it's reminding people that you exist. I'm yes. still here. <laughs> yes. I promise I'm still alive. Yeah. I still want to be involved just in this time I can't be. And yeah, it's exactly. That to people. So I just thank you so much, Erica, for sharing some of these perspectives. It was really helpful to uh, just hear the the different ways we can experience loneliness and how uh, it can really permeate a lot of our lives. But there's also hope and there's mm-hmm. a way to really get out of those seasons and God can help us through that. So uh, I just thank everyone for joining us today. And I hope that this was a helpful podcast for you. And we uh, hope to hear you back at our next podcast. 
Thanks so much for joining us today. We hope that you've been encouraged to move forward in your parenting journey and that you have some practical next steps you can readily apply. Join us again next month for another Mom to Mom podcast.